Good evening, children all over the world. This is yours truly, feminist storyteller, back with another story. This story is called The Reward of Treachery. The Reward of Treachery. From the dancing palm tree and other Nigerian folk tales, retold by Barbara K. Walker, woodcuts by Helen Siegel. The Reward of Treachery. Before we, before we begin, I like to say that I do not own the rights to this story nor the rights to this music. Thank you. of treachery. Long ago and far away, there were two good friends who chanced to work in the same shop. As time passed, the more hardworking man of the two was promoted to a higher position in the shop, and the other one became very jealous. At last, unable to tolerate his, his friend's good fortune any longer, the envious friend consulted a Babalawo, which is a native priest, to see what he might get that would rid him of his friend. On hearing what was wanted, the Babalawo had many misgivings. Such methods should be used with great caution, he warned. He who does evil to others injures himself. Unless this man has truly done you great harm, you should not treat him in this way. But the jealous one insisted that his friend had proved unfaithful and by claims of this and that injustice, he persuaded the Babalawo of the truth of his injury. At last, the priest agreed to his request and prepared for him a potent poison. Take this poison, he said, and place it under the cushion of the chair on which your enemy sits. After he has sat on the potion for a few moments, his body will begin to decay. Although his mind will still be active, he will not die at once, but he will suffer such torment that he will be forced to take to his bed for the last few days of his life. Remember, though, 
This is a very powerful potion. Do not use it without thought of the consequences. The envious one greedily took the parcel and promising to use it with care, he hurried away. Concealing the packet, he went to work the following morning much earlier than usual. Seeing no one else in the shop, he hid the packet under the cushion on his friend's chair. Then he bustled about, humming to himself, straightening a chair here and there, and even dusting a shelf or two. His friend, arriving a few moments later, was surprised to find someone there ahead of him. Aha, my friend, is it really you? He exclaimed. You are becoming more industrious in your habits. But the more he watched the unusual industry of his habitually lazy friend, the more suspicious he became. Instead of seating himself immediately at his desk, as his friend invited him to do, he invented an errand on which he could send the man so that he could find out for himself what this unusual bustle was about. Although the guilty man did not wish to leave the shop for a moment, eager as he was to see the potion begin its deadly work, still he had to go, since the other one was his superior in the shop. While he was hurrying along about the errand, his friend looked here and there around the shop to determine whether there had been anything stolen or whether there had been any changes made at all. Noting that the cushion on his chair was awry, he picked it up to look under it and there he saw a peculiar packet. Not knowing what it was, but assuming that his friend had put it there, he put it under his friend's cushion. He had just sat down in his own chair when the jealous man rushed into the shop, the errand having been completed. The jealous one smiled with satisfaction at seeing his friend at last seated at the desk and at work. He busied himself at his own desk, impatient to see the first signs that the magic potion had begun to work. But as he sat, he began to feel a dizziness and then a pain. Suddenly he realized that his own trick had been turned upon him. He was the victim of his own abuse. Dreading to learn the truth, 
yet needing to know, he sat impatiently until his friend had left to eat lunch. When no one else remained in the shop, the jealous man leaped from his chair and feverishly snatched off the cushion. Just as he had feared, there lay the packet. Forgetting everything else in his pain and grief, the wretched man ran to the priest. Help me, help me, he cried. I myself have become the victim of that potion you gave me. But the Babalao just shook his head. I am sorry, my friend, he said. But there is nothing I can do to halt the work of the potion. It is beyond my power to undo the evil which you have begun. You have made your choice. Now you must live with it. In despair, the jealous one turned his footsteps homeward, unable to bear the pain and unable to find a cure for it. He took to his bed and spent his last few days in torment, his body decaying while his mind taunted him about his treachery toward his friend. At last, death came to relieve him, a victim of his own hand. In just such a fashion does treachery reward itself. Wow. That ended pretty abruptly, I must say. Femi the Storyteller. And guess what, folks? This is the last story in the Dancing Palm Tree and other Nigerian folktales. Listen, I hope you enjoyed these stories. Um, we had a couple of stories from this book here, and I enjoyed every last one of them. And I hope you did too. So moving right along, we'll begin other stories. We'll start other stories, begin other stories, and um, keep it moving. I hope you really enjoy these readings that I'm that I'm that I'm doing because uh, I really wish you are because I continue to continue. I continue. Sorry about that. But I can I will continue to read as much as I have breath in my lungs. I feel that um, children all over the world need um, someone to read to them. And I do know that parents um, oftentimes get busy with work and other things going on that they may not have the time to actually read to their kids. So that's where I come in. Femi the Storyteller, my main mission is to continue reading to the kids and entertaining the kids through literature. So that's what I'll continue to do. Signing off, Femi the Storyteller, children all over the world. Have a good evening and um, speak to you soon. Love you.